Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. Glad you're here. Thanks for listening. I know. It's book club week. And happy Thanksgiving week. Yeah, lots of things to be thankful for. Very excited. I'm thankful for books. So thankful for books. I'm thankful for good books. Mm, Even more thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And our podcast that we can talk about the books. Yes, I'm thankful for you, Sarah. Thankful for Thanks you, for doing Jamie. this with me every week. Indeed. It's been over a year and we get together every week. Seriously. It's like the best friendship time. Oh, it really is. We yeah. maybe record for this end part and the first two thirds is just visiting. Catching up and visiting and it's, it's work, right? So we it's have to get our work done. Work. <laughs> hard work. It's the best part of book club, which is really therapy. I think I've seen this many many times before. It's our (laughs) weekly therapy session. Seriously. And we talk about books. It's the best kind of friend get together that you could have. So thanks for being here with us. Indeed. Um, But before we talk about Cloud Cuckoo Nest, Nest, I do that every time. Cloud Cuckoo Land. Land. Yes. We need to announce December's book club pick. Another wrap up of the year in books. So excited about it. The book we've chosen for December is Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune. So excited. This is a different one. We keep like going all over the place, which I actually love. Yes. And we do research. I know like a lot of times in book clubs, this is actually was brought up to me this week that in a book club, you shouldn't choose a book you haven't read before. Because then you're oh. putting the risk out for everybody else to read a book that you don't even know if you're going to like yet. Oh, so interesting. I want you listeners to know we do serious research on these books. We look yes. at ratings. We look at reviews. We look at um, early releases and what people are saying about it. And I'd say for the most part, we've had good success with that yes so thank you for taking a chance on these books with us because we we could do it the other way but i love reading it with you all Yes, like the anticipation of what are we gonna think instead of us picking something we've already read before and then waiting for you guys to read it to see what you think no i totally i'm reading it with you you. it's fresh in my mind Mm -hmm. well and you're gonna get like my first um, experience, like my first reactions and like everything that I felt about the book right when I read it, not like, you know, months later or when I've read all these books in between. Right. You know, it makes it so hard. And because we read so much, if it was like something I read a month ago, I've read eight books since then. It's not fresh in my mind anymore. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like I, I know it's a risk to pick a book that neither of us have ever read. Yeah. But that's half the fun for me. Yeah, I agree. Like, I understand it would be great if every single book club, it was like something that I love and it was a five-star every book club. Yeah. But that's kind of lame. Yeah. Like, there is there is something exciting and in, and enticing about not knowing, not knowing. if we're going to like it. Right. If I'm going to like it, if you're going to like it. And just because I like it doesn't mean you're going to like it. Totally. So. Anyway, that just kind of dove down a little bit. We do do research on this, and this book, Under the Whispering Door, has great reviews. Yes, it does. Um, it's 
It's up for a Goodreads Choice Award. There you so, go. So I feel like they're like that's always a good yeah factor mm-hmm. in like deciding. It's on a lot of lists of things to read, yeah. and it sounds very interesting. I'm actually really looking forward. It's something different that I've not ever read before, and and maybe we should read the synopsis. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, should we read the synopsis sounds and we good. can talk about it? Okay, yes. here we go. When a reaper comes to collect Wallace Price from his own funeral. Wallace suspects he really might be dead. Instead of leading him directly to the afterlife, the Reaper takes him to a small village. On the outskirts, off the path through the woods, tucked between mountains, in a particular tea shop, run by a man named Hugo. Hugo is the tea shop's owner to locals, and the ferryman to souls who need to cross over. But Wallace isn't ready to abandon the life he barely lived. With Hugo's help, he finally starts to learn about all the things he missed in life. When the manager, a curious and powerful being, arrives at the tea shop and gives Wallace one week to cross over, Wallace sets about living a lifetime in seven days. Under the whispering door is a contemporary fantasy about a ghost who refuses to cross over and the ferryman he falls in love with. I Yes, different. Different. But I think one of the reasons we chose this for December is it sounds similar to like a Christmas carol. Yes. Like looking back on your life, reflecting on your choices and what you did and being able to maybe correct some things. I don't know. Yeah. That's exactly like the feeling. Like I get this and I think Christmas, I get that exact feeling. Yeah. End of the year Mm -hmm. as we're looking back on what we did and making New Year's resolutions. I think this is a perfect way to wrap up the year in books. I'm really, really hopeful. And I'm excited. It's something very different. Absolutely. And I've never considered going to a small town to cross over. Right. Or having a reaper or a fairy man. Never. never. So this is all different for me. Yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Me too. Something different. I'm super excited. Can't wait. Now, now here's our spoiler alert. We're heading into Cloud Cuckoo Land. Kind of to bridge that, we reviewed Cloud Cuckoo Land a and lot. lot. And it had similar ratings and reviews as this next book. It Cloud Cuckoo Land is also a Goodreads book. And it's choice. like it's like a top fiction book. Book of like all time. Yes. Lots of awards. Lots of, it is like, yeah, it's doing really, really well. We've got lots of people who are loving it. So Sarah. And if you've been listening to our fun facts, um, you've heard all the things. Right. About this book and the author and the amazing person he is. And, and the awards he's gotten. And like, this is no small book like i feel like we chose top of the top of the top absolutely with that being said yeah i didn't love it no i did not love it either i i did give it three stars i actually gave it two stars right i and i'm i'm excited to talk about this because of that because so many people are loving it and it's getting such high ratings and i hated it well, and I can understand that that actually because for a majority of the book, I struggled. Like, I didn't I was even just like, know oh my gosh, what was going on? Mm-hmm. Very little of what was going lots on. Lots of characters, lots of lots of times in history. 
and yeah. future. Lots of settings. Mm-hmm. Lots of storylines. It was very confusing. And I was confused. Most I had to start 99%. in mind the whole time until the end. Like the yeah. end, I had to hand it to him. <laughs> the way that he wrapped it all up and tied all of the timelines and characters and people that were like across generations together. I was like, okay, I'll give you one extra star. And but Sarah's was like, it. just hold on, just hold on. Wait till the end. It all comes together. And I'm at the end and I'm going, nope, nothing's coming together for me. My brain did not follow this storyline. It was crazy. And it was I, cuckoo land. It was very cuckoo <laughs> land. And it made me reflect on the type of reader I am. Because uh, I do think this is a very intellectual storyline to follow. Yes. However, I do consider myself an intellectual person. I'm no genius. Sure. But I'm, I usually can follow. I like yeah. a good. Anyway. Well, you read a lot, you know, you read a lot of books. I feel like that's helpful. Uh, Yeah. In deciphering tougher books. And being able to figure out the flow of a book and the, you know, I, this is, this is my feedback to myself on it. I have ADHD. Okay. And it does take me, because of my ADHD brain, when I start a book, it takes me a while to get into it. For most books, like my brain has to get used, it t- it's a little slower mm-hmm. at understanding grasping. the characters, grasping the idea, the theme, the structure of the book takes me a little longer. I'd say it's more the structure is hard for me to get under control and kind of get an idea of character and structure. Totally. This structure changed so often it that m- it never gave my brain an opportunity to figure it out. Yeah. I never figured it out. And then all of a sudden we were in a different place in time and I didn't figure that place in time out. And then we (laughs) moved to another place in time. And then at that point, my brain is cloud cuckoo land. (laughs) Literally my brain was all over the place. That's a very good title. And constantly confused. Seriously. This is an ADHD nightmare. Yeah. No, it was, I, I don't have ADHD and it was still very confusing for me. Yeah. So I get it. Like it was, it, I kind of at the beginning gave up on trying to figure out like what, now what person is this? Where is this? I just kind of listened. Yeah. And was like, okay, like now someone's doing this, someone's doing this. And slowly like those pieces came together and it was like, oh, this is the guy who that, right. Mm -hmm. And I could go back and pull those storylines to a, and connect them to something. I needed an anchor. That's exactly. I never anchored the storylines down. The only one that really anchored to me throughout this book is Seymour. And his was a sad part of the story. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about Seymour. Maybe I could relate to that. Needing the noise canceling headphones, needing, you know, that, that pulled at my heartstrings him. And so maybe that's what it was that connected it for me. Um, so Seymour, I got that concept. Yeah. I got the concept of the girl. Um, I won't remember all the names of all the characters. I will never this. remember the names. I'm not even trying. Too I'm many. just going to say that. The right girl now. that was in the vault. Okay. Well, that was kind of, that was supposedly on a spaceship. That was supposedly on a spaceship, vault one or whatever. And mm-hmm. that, um, she was talking to like a sim, a simulated voice. Yes. Was guiding her and, yep. and doing that. Her dad was gone and that there was some sort of an outbreak on this ship. Yes. That they were, it was easier because it was so for, different from the rest of yes. the stories for the, 
very futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. Those two those two things I feel like I could follow those storylines. Yeah. Uh, the rest Right? When a I don't <laughs> A B C D wherever I am <laughs> in my thoughts again ADHD. You give me an animal that talks, I'm out. Yeah, that was So when you got different. to the Cloud Cuckoo Land storyline, story of Cloud Cuckoo Land. No, yeah. No, we've got talking animals and and that oh my is gosh. kind of the way of storytelling back in that time. Like yeah. that's what they did to tell stories and to teach lessons was they animals <sighs> talked, right? Like it was just so it, I felt like it really was. You had Cloud Cuckoo Land story which we kind of jumped into and out of all throughout the story. Yes. Then there was the girl in like ancient, ancient times. Which I never really grasped that connection. So she, yeah, she had her own experience, like ending up finding the the language, right? She taught herself. Yeah. And it was a time when women weren't educated, but it was important. Like she loved learning. I love the idea of that. I Mm -hmm. wish I could have grasped that story a little better of what was going on there. It was pretty cool. And it was kind of hard because. You know, every time she would learn and do things, it was like her sister was punished. And so that was that was difficult for her. But she went she ended up as she's trying to give get money and find money or food for her sister and the other women that she sewed with. They were Mm -hmm. seamstresses. You know, she was stealing chickens and some kid saw her and kind of blackmailed her into coming and helping him steal some books from this dangerous old place so they had to ride a boat to this wall and then she'd climb into the wall and anyway this whole thing where she found the books this is like it's when you're talking it's like i didn't even read the book (laughs) this is how my brain feels about this story it was it was weird like i said i didn't understand what was happening yeah at first until later and i was like Oh, that happened. I never later clicked on to what happened. So she like stole books and she found this like open, yeah, like cavern inside of the wall after she went into it. And it was probably, it's obviously not a wall. Yeah. Um, And she would take what she could carry out and they'd take it to these scholars and they would buy the things that were valuable. Yeah. And that's how they made money. Well, she found one book at the end of it, right? Like when the, when the, their, country was being attacked and they were falling she and they had to leave and run she took this one book and it was cloud Cloud cuckoo Cuckoo land Land is the one book that survived yeah and she gets saved by well she basically is protected by that man who had the cleft palate did you yeah get that yep and he they don't speak the same language but they end up being married and having a thing, but you don't find that out to the very, very end. Yeah. Anyway, so they have this whole thing, but she protects the book. This book. Which was so bizarre that we you go through all their stories just to know she has the book. The book. Yeah. Right? And just over the years how it's passed down and saved and protected right. yeah. by her ancestors. I have to say the there there was that when the baby was born with the cleft um lip at the beginning. That's that had my little heart right there. Yeah, no, there's some. They left this little baby out in the wilderness. Ugh. It just needed some love. I know, but but normally they would kill. Yeah, normally they would kill the baby, but this family couldn't kill him, right? Like, ultimately, the 
was it the father or the grandfather brought him home brought and him was like, no, I'm not going to let alive. him die. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Crazy. So anyway, so, so there was that whole story going on. You have the man who becomes the librarian and he does the play with the children, the but children. you get his whole history, like his right. whole growing up and life and how he became someone who does plays at the library. <laughs> and then there's Seymour who, like you said, loved or loved the outdoors. It was his only solace. Right. And then it gets taken away from land developers and how devastating that was for him. And the owls and the, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like his own. His one solace in life where yeah. he felt okay. Right? And and, and I felt that pain for him. Yeah. Like, it was so hard. Which leads him But then to, to take that to the step of bombing, bombing the library. Right? right? And all of that, that happened. So, he goes to jail, becomes an employee for this company, just reviewing red flags on their video on their, yeah. surveillance type Which is what, in the spaceship, their connection to what the world is like. Yes. Their library, right? When they go to the library. It's like a virtual virtual reality library. I mean, all the ideas in this are really quite amazing. Like, I love that idea that he's creating this virtual world for people on the ship and they're on this ship because it's going to take lifetimes to get to this new world that is for their posterity mm-hmm. in the future. So they're sacrificing their lives on this ship to preserve life. I mean, all of these it's ideas are beautiful and really good. Maybe Crazy. in their own separate books. No, like, it was so very There's much. part of me that just wants to separate. And I was thinking this at the time. I want to take each storyline and put them consecutively together. Yes. Not have it jump in and out. Because the jumping in and out, I couldn't follow. It was so very confusing. Anthony, could you put the storylines together, each individually, as short stories? And then wrap it all together at the end for for ADHD brains. Right? No, Or for the brains who just can't follow this. Like... Because there is a lot. It and was it's, a and lot. And there's so many characters. And there's so many, yeah. like, intricate. Like, you know these characters all inside and out by the end of the book if you can keep if track of them all. If you can keep track of it all. There were so many times, if this wasn't a book club book, I think I would have stopped. Yeah. I started it over twice because I didn't understand, like, an hour into it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Yep. I started it over again. And then... An hour and a half, two hours, I was like, I still don't understand. And later on, I was like, I need to start this again. I don't know what's going on. And at that point, I just couldn't commit to that many more hours of starting over. I just had to get through it. No, I 100%, like, I would, like, go back a little bit um, each, like, wait, what? Wait, what? And I would rewind, maybe not to the beginning, but I'd rewind and rewind. Finally, I was like, screw it. I'm going. And slowly but surely... It did start to piece together, and those beginning stories that I had listened to kind yeah. of attached to characters. And they did but here it and was there. Hard. But 
It was really hard. You said some things and I was like, I don't even think I read that part. I read the whole book. Right. <laughs> but yes. whether I understood it was another thing. Well, and those details, they get lost in all the other stories. Yeah. Like, it's wonderful. And I can sit here. Now, I finished it a little bit ago. So I feel like I've had time to like ruminate on it yes. a little bit. I just finished it yesterday. So right. for me, like, it's. I, yeah, I think there's that difference too. I'm still confused. Too. There's just some time. And I've. And because I knew you were reading it, I was going back and thinking like, oh, I wonder if she's at this part or this part. And it made me kind of like go back and think about it. So that was helpful. Mm-hmm. But I, when I finished, it was like the whole time I'm like, this book sucks. This is hard. This <laughs> is awful. So like, who cares about all of this stuff? Who cares? Right. It's so much. And you don't relate. Like, I did no. not relate. It's not like a book that I'm like, oh, I know that must be so hard for this woman ages and ages ago who wasn't allowed to learn to read. Yeah. No, like I didn't even have that kind of connection to her. Or mm-hmm. like Seymour. Yeah, it sucks for Seymour to have his forest taken away from him. Like that was sad, but I didn't like connect to him. Same with like the library. Like I love libraries and I mm-hmm. want to connect to the, everything in the library, but it was just like this place that they did these things. Right. And in me, anytime there's a book that has a library in it, that's like a winner for me, me right there. Me too. No, and me so too. then I'm listening to this going, this isn't a winner. Why is this not a winner? Why am I not connecting with this? Yeah. I just could not connect to the storylines totally. because I, I was just confused all the time. Totally. No, there. it was so confusing. I mean, like I said, I think it's taken me, the end was good for me, right? So, like, can we just say that watching this, I've never felt so frustrated as when I listened about the girl in the spaceship that her dad locks her in this, you know, airtight room to protect, to protect her from her. this sickness that's, you know. She has no idea. Rampaging is everybody the rest else of the dead? Ship. Yes. Is she the only one left on this ship? It's awful, and yeah. she—it's so lonely. I—I I was so frustrated. I just didn't—I didn't know what she could possibly do. But she had to get out of the room. At least get out right. of the room, right? And she, this computer that's in charge of the locks and everything won't let her right. out. I mean, and she's what fourteen? Yeah, or something. And the she's algorithm young. is if you're safe. Like, her stats are all good. She's healthy, so you stay in this room. Which makes sense. I get that. On a very base level. like. But life is not about staying safe all the time. Safety is not progress. No. And, like, mentally, you actually are going to become a hazard to yourself, right? Absolutely. That's true, too. Because your mental health is so bad. We all lived quarantine. Not going out oh, anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Not to this extent. We weren't locked in our houses. In some countries, people were. And they still are. Yeah. But we have to look at that. Our mental health and our physical health and find the line. So, as I looked at her and I'm like, how brave. The unknown was so huge. Yes. But she couldn't stay there. The yes. The unknown was safer than herself in that locked room in her brain. Yeah. And she figured out a way to get get out. out. She was so smart and resourceful. Yes. I was incredibly impressed with her. And then, like, she's not even in space. Can we just say that? She's The whole thing is a farce. She was on the ground. 
it was in a building, basically. Completely simulated. What? The belief, it was all a test. And she finds her way on an island, right? Like it's on an island. She finds her way off the island, which they don't this really talk about. All, I want to know more backstory of this test that was going on. Seriously. Who's there, running of it? all the information we get, how did we not get right. more of that? Who? What happened to all the other people that were in the simulation with her? Did they did actually they really all die? all have an illness and they all died? Or were they released because they found out? Were they... I want to know this. Seriously. Write a story about what this really was, because I am left wondering what really was so going on there. very many questions about yeah. that part of the story. Yeah. And, like, she gets to have, like, she obviously marries and has children. She talks about that. Mm-hmm. But it was, to me, like, oh, hurt my brain to have her argue with this computer and trying to, like, outsmart a computer. I mm-hmm. was, it was so frustrating. To yeah. listen to all of that. That was super frustrating She was such for me. a prisoner. She was. And she was so smart. Yeah. Like she, I don't know how she, I don't know if I would have done, I think I'd have crawled up in a hole and just cried yeah. every time, every day. Yeah. It just sounded awful to me. But she totally finds a way out. And she was like, when every, when all the other kids that were there get to go to the library, she seemed very different, Correct. I'm well, questioning she everything. She, she was, was new 12. at being yeah. able to get to go to the library. But you when she went to the library, age. she was looking and interested in very different things than all the other 12-year-olds. Like, she yes. kept going back to the encyclopedia, right? Yes. And looking for information where it seemed she was very different than the other kids and the other beings I got going that same to impression. the library. Yeah. So... So maybe that's what led her to being, being able to find the little clues. What do they call those? Cl- those Easter eggs. The little yeah, that were like hidden all throughout right. their simulation library. Right. Because you all know those little nuggets that Seymour yes. left to see what it was really going on, not just the glossed over. This is the world. Beautiful, this perfect is what the world. world. Look like. yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what it really was. That you can't have all beauty. You need vice. You yeah, need. Like there's real things that are important. The, the beauty doesn't matter unless you know that there was an opposite to it. It just becomes mundane. I love that right? so much. Yes, and so, so like we, that. All the tie, like right. So all the tie. So we have the old ancient girl who saved the book and protected mm-hmm. the book, and that became a treasure. And pass through the ages, we get to um, the guy in the library who writes, or he doesn't write plays, but he transcribes plays into English, right? He takes Mm -hmm. these old, old plays and writes them into, like, our language language, and creates, like, what they're trying to tell, the story they're trying to tell. so we can pass down this to other, like, right? Right, so he did that, and then in his age does Cloud Cuckoo Land, and has these children putting on Cloud Cuckoo Land. So he's found this book. And In he's small transcribing town, Idaho. it. Yep. And he's transcribing it. And then we have Seymour, who's setting off a bomb in this library. Mm-hmm. Where there's children putting up, right. practicing to their play. To teach a lesson of preserving the earth. Right. Good for you. Not, lesson received. I understand where you're coming from, Seymour. Not the right action. Way off. Way off. You missed the boat there. He then... Goes to prison, uh-huh. where I do think he is truly regretful and feels very yes. bamboozled by the whole situation that got him yeah. where he was. 
Right. And so I don't think he even, like, feels bad that he has to be in prison. I think he takes He felt it. like he deserved to be there, and mm-hmm. that was his penance, feels and he was willing to take it. very guilty about it. Yeah. And he is then um, given this job where he's paid, like, 10 cents an <laughs> hour, like, nothing, right. to go and review. It's, it reminded me of, like, a Google video, right, where they're going down the streets and videoing streets. Yeah. And then people can go and, like, flag it, and, like... Normal like, users right, can go this. and say, like, oh, what did you didn't really show, or there's something in the way here and so blocking the view. It. Yeah. yeah. Or it's yeah. inappropriate or whatever, and they flag it. Right. So he goes to each flag and he's like, no, it's fine, leave it. Or he says, oh, yeah, you're right, there's a problem. And he can cover up like a car accident, right? Making it all look happy. Yeah. Putting on those rose colored glasses. Yes. To the world. Okay. So if he that's gets his that job. job. So he does very well at this job to the point where even after he's released from prison, mm-hmm. he goes and works for their company and is really developing this high-tech um, virtual reality right. experience. Right. And he doesn't even know what it's being used for, but he's doing it. And he decides that covering it up, I mean, he's going to do his job. He does it. But he feels like he doesn't want to, he wants people to know it's there. So he creates these little things where you can see the real if you find the egg yeah or whatever it's called the little nugget and you can touch it and it will show you the reality something else right so it's all these like like in this it just reminds me old school video games you could get these little codes that would like unlock certain lands and yes. if you knew that secret code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, yes. then you could get like 20 extra lives. Totally. You had to know these secret things. Yes, you had to find them. You had to find mm-hmm. these. Yeah. Right? These special things that were added, programmed into it to help you unlock certain lands or unlock certain things. So he was totally. putting in these little secret programs, algorithms, codes, whatever it is in his language that showed reality. Right. He was adding in little nuggets of reality, little Easter eggs. Yeah. Where if you could find them, you're going to be shown the real picture, not Uh just the pretty dolled up picture. And that's what the girl. She found them. Was fine. Yes. She had found them. And the first one she found, which was so interesting, was the one of the library Dropbox. Which was mm-hmm. an owl, I think, that you drop your box into the owl. Yeah. And then if she went and she said it looked a little different. And when she touched it, because it's virtual reality, yeah. when she touched it, the fake facade melted, melted away, away. And she saw the real yeah. scene in front of her. Yeah. Which is super interesting. Again, really hard for me to read through that of what was really happening. It was hard for me to envision what I was reading. Yes. I was having a hard time when I read most books, I create the whole scene in my head and can see it. Yeah. And I felt like in this book, as I created it and then I would read the next part, it didn't make sense with what I was creating. Yes. That's such a good way. To explain the frustration of this book. It was constantly altering Mm -hmm. my imagination of what was happening. And so I couldn't anchor my imagination to the story. Yes. Is that, does that that make sense? That is such a good way to describe, yes. 
And it was changing so much because the way that he gives you information, you're creating something and then he'll give you something else that totally warps what he'd already created what, for you. Yes. And it was like, wait a second. Right. It was so confused. So at the end, looking back, I could form. And as we're talking we're about it, it now, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's making more sense. The picture is becoming clearer. Yes. But this is not what I walked away with. It's I not walked the experience away as you're reading so it. So glad I was done reading it. Yes. And having no idea what I had read. Totally. And as we're talking about it, I'm getting that glimpse. Mm-hmm. I could maybe up at a star, but I'm not going to because if we weren't talking about it, I'd be like, this is the worst book ever. Totally. No, but isn't that the way? Like, uh, and maybe that's why it's getting so much attention because it's one that you have to ruminate on. And it's one that when you talk about, it, you're like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Which is unusual, I think, for most books. It's a different kind of read. Yeah. And so that might be what's gaining all the attention. I would never give this book five stars. Which I, a majority of readers have given I've it five stars. I've seen really high ratings on it. And I I question my intellect when I look at that. No. Like, do people, are people just so much smarter than me? Or do they what want to I seem get? smarter? Or do they want to seem smarter? I think there's that too. I think too, with a book like this that is so complicated and it's, it does pull itself together, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was able to take this one event and, like, break it down, like, a gazillion different times. Yay, good for you. That doesn't make it good and fun to read. Right. But I will say that the effort and the imagination and the creativity that needed to go into the storyline of this book, wow. Wow. Like, I hand that to you. What a brain. Right. His brain for thinking all of this and pulling it all together, I would uh, I would love to listen. I need an interview with him. Totally. I want to know the process of how this came. Yes. And that, Please. to me, deserves all the accolades. But for the actual enjoyment of the reading of this story and, like, everything, some, the takeaway for me yeah. and, like, how it's affected me and, like, what that is for me, no. Yeah. No. I don't – I didn't need to read this book to make my life better or happier or more enjoyable. And I think – for me to really understand this book would take me reading it multiple times. Yeah. And I'm not going to. And you're not interested in doing I'm that. I'm not interested in doing that because I was so confused. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the just time. lots of things. Like, everybody's story, even when sad or whatever, ended up well, which yeah. I like that in the story. Right. Like, the woman who never could read or whatever wasn't allowed to learn to read whatever. She ended up with a family and... She's reading to her children. She's reading to her children. And that was that. lovely. And yeah. and Seymour, even though he he was in his childhood, he lost his wilderness and all those things that were very important to him and he did a really awful thing. I feel like in the end, he he gave back, yeah. right? Remember, I don't know if if you saw this in the book, but he invites those children who were in the library when the bomb went when the bomb went off and were working on the play. They were just children at the time and they're yeah, adults now. They have adults. grandchildren. Yes. Okay. Invites them to come to this facility where he works and put on these virtual reality glasses and go into the room or whatever it is. I don't I didn't really understand how it was all experienced and see the library. Because yeah. it's no longer there. It's gone now. Right? Yeah. So they he created 
the library for them and they could yeah. go and see the library. And it was like his gift. It was his way of reconciling what he had taken what he from had them. taken away. Yeah. And so they get that experience. So there was that, his thing. And even though, obviously, the director of the play, the older man, he dies, which was so sad. Mm-hmm. He did it to save the children, right? Yeah. And so there was this redemptive quality to his death. Yeah. That felt like you did this really great thing. So that right. was even good. And the girl, even though we think she, that all of her family died, right? That's in right. the spaceship. Right. She ultimately escapes and has children and, and has her has a family right. and a future. Right? There's a future There's there a future for her where there wasn't before. Mm-hmm. So I feel like every story is like redeemed mm-hmm. in its own way, right? Which is gratifying, but you don't feel gratified. No, I don't know how else to describe it. Like I should have walked away feeling like yes, it all, but I really was but, kind of like okay, yeah. I don't I, I don't know how like, else to whew. describe it. Finally over. Yeah. It it wasn't as satisfying as I needed all that effort to be. Like it's an right. effort getting through that book. Yeah. And even though it should have been very satisfying, all the stories ended in a satisfying way individually. Ultimately it wasn't worth yeah. the road to get there. Yeah. It was rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yet yeah, not something my brain could follow. So like Just- I said, like I wanted to give the book two stars. Or, like, all throughout the book, I was like, yeah, this, this is, is not too- enjoyable. I do not. Like, yeah. this is a two-star book. And then the end, I was like, okay, you wrapped everything up the way that I like it yeah. wrapped up. So I'll give it three. I've never read a book before and thought, this is not a book for an ADHD brain. I've never. No. Never. That thought Because often, something we've my ADHD about. brain doesn't work in the real world. That's why I love books. Ah. But this hurt it hurt my brain to this is what the real world was like for me like so disconnected so frustrating so like my brain jumps from place to place to place in my real life and i can never quite oh i gotta go back here and get this done or what was i gonna do i can't remember and blah 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 that's why i go to books yes and this was not my relief. That is such an interesting it, view. It was painful. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't love the the format. Yeah. And the way this story was told. It was very frustrating and confusing for me. And I don't have those same issues. Like it's And usually it's with a, a book, I'm looking for every opportunity to return to it. Yes. And I was looking for every opportunity to not listen to this one. And you can't recommend um, that kind of a book yeah, to someone. Yeah. Even though Even there's though a lot of interesting things people, about it. Exactly. Exactly. I just had a hard time. And that this is me. This is my brain function and how I relate to books with that type of a brain. And this was not for me. This was just not for me. Totally. Definitely a gazillion things that we could sit and talk about and yeah. dissect and go deep. And it's still like, eh. Right. And I, I I know we've talked about our rating systems and like the way that we choose to rate books lots of times here. Mm-hmm. And it always comes back to me like when someone looks at the way I've rated a book and is deciding whether or not they should read a book that I've right. read, I don't want them to look at a book and be like, oh, she gave that five stars. I'm going to read that book. Yeah. I don't want you to read this book, actually. No. 
Like, if you're going to read five books in the year, which I think is normal for a for person a like people. us, right? As yeah. someone who's listening to our pod- our podcast, I don't think this should be this one of your five books. This is not one of, one of the books. ones you should read. Right. And that's why I give it two stars. Yeah. Like, I, I read so many others this year. It, but don't. That I want you to read. Yeah. If you choose just a few books. If you can only get a few books in. In your lives, in your busy lives, and it's crazy. You go on one vacation, you are going to have one relaxing book. This isn't the book for that. No, don't. No, I don't recommend this one for that. So I just, I think if you are an avid reader and you are digesting books regularly and you might need something a little bit more in depth that challenges you. And this is, this and is do you want something off the norm of what's out there? Yes, this this would be it. Yeah. But I also want to hear what... that's rare. Yeah, those who have read it. What did you think? <laughs> Please. Like, this is one of those books that I really actually want someone think, who loved it to talk to me. I agree. And I think there's going to be a lot of different opinions on this book. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it. if you said you loved it, but you really didn't, would you talk to me about it? Because I do yeah. think there's people who are like, oh, this is who a challenging pressured. book. And so I need to give it a good rating feel pressured to give it a high rating because of the challenge level of it. Yeah. And because of who it is, right? The author is a very It's getting all the awards. Did you feel pressured to rate it higher than you really would? Like, I'm very, very curious. I want someone to be honest about that and dare tell me because I want to hear about it. Yeah. Because there is a part of me coming on here today that wanted to be like, Ooh, this Ooh, book. Yeah, but I just, I couldn't. And that's okay. I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> I can't. I think it's very more real when we can be yeah. honest about our ratings. Yeah. And I I loved All the Light We Cannot See. The, I love the author. It's not a reflection that he's not a great writer. That's no, obvious no, 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 that no. he's a great writer. Yes. This, yep. this book was hard for me. It was hard for my brain. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's fair for anyone else to know. Okay, I'm glad to know that. Yeah. When I pick up, when yeah. I pick it up and decide whether or not to. Read I want to know if there's somebody else out there with ADHD who read it and felt differently. Maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on. Yeah. My neuro dysfunction. You know. Sure. Sure. But that's that's how I felt reading it this time. That this was the first time that I'm relating it to my ADHD as a book. But maybe somebody else out there with ADHD was like, no, I loved it because this is how my brain works. (laughs) I want to hear that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you jump back and forth like that. And so it was finally a book that you could follow, maybe. I don't know. It's an interesting thought to me that came with this book, with how my brain functions and not functions. Right. (laughs) So. So interesting. Anyway. So many things. Let's hear it. I know. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Send us an email at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts. Absolutely. Hop Rate, on. subscribe. View, send share it. Share Please. Yeah. This is the season to share the love. Indeed. So thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. Your book club.